Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. Here tonight is soccer and superstar turned celebrity chef Archie Thompson. Exactly. The biggest day of the year. Tomorrow is National Nude Gardening Day. Nude yeah. <laughs> Gardening Day. Uh, or as Don Burke calls it, gardening. Uh, <laughs> Naturally, Kiwi TV spoke to an expert. Is the president of the New Zealand Naturist Federation, Wendy Lowe. Wendy, good morning. Good morning. Um, nice to see you. <laughs> To raise money each year, Wendy puts out a fully clothed calendar. Oh, right. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> climate change continues to dominate headlines in a week where Australia was hit by strong winds and even stronger language. That is unbelievable! It's a cyclone! It's a cyclone! It's a cyclone! In fairness, that was his first time in a car wash, so it is confusing. It is confusing. Thank you to Nate Byrne for the weather. Uh, Look, another week of wild weather and Seven News managed to turn a devastating natural disaster into a promo. A tornado's touchdown down under. Find out where next. <laughs> Tsunami warning. What it means for your family. Look, <laughs> they even had some fun with some foreign floods. And the rain in Spain not just falling on the plane. Oh. Stay with us. The east coast of Australia was battered by record hail this week. How big was it? Hail the size of mangoes. We're talking grapefruits or larger. The size of golf balls. The size of a tennis ball. Cricket ball size now. So the size of frisbees. About the size of a bar fridge. Oh, right. Okay, great. That's how they, me that's how they measure Clive Palmer's gallstones. <laughs> Have we got a shot of that? No, we will. Most residents were okay, though this reporter may need to look up the definition of lucky. And it doesn't get much luckier than this. There was a family of six inside this home when the tree came crashing down, smashing through their roof and trapping them all inside. They tell me they were forced to smash through a glass door to escape. <laughs> Fortunately, they're in critical condition. Okay, right. <laughs> Luckily, they'd cancelled their home insurance, so... They are fine. They are they're fine. fine. They are fine. Look, it seems everywhere has been hit by wild weather this week, except for the north coast of New South Wales. I think their surfing expert has just given up. G'day, g'day, and happy Friday, surf turkeys. Well, there wasn't much cooking in the kitchen this week. G'day, g'day, and happy Friday, surf turkeys. Well, nothing special this week. G'day, g'day, and happy Friday, surf turkeys. Well, a shocking week for surfing, but a great week for eating pies. OK. <laughs> Still, though, surf turkeys, when it comes to climate change, <laughs> it's important to speak to the experts. Coming up tonight, an amazing interview with Barnaby Joyce. Wow. <laughs> Luckily, a tree landed on the studio before that could happen. <laughs> but Barnaby, he just wants to leave the world a better place for his loved children and his loved children's loved children. It's a beautiful thing he's doing. This week saw climate protests in Adelaide causing major traffic delays, and motorists were not happy. Frustrated motorists had seen enough. So how frustrated are you at this? Well, you can tell from the look on my face. <laughs> can we? <laughs> Still though, Mel, the big question is whether or not we turn to nuclear power. It's a tense topic. Thankfully, Andrew Bolt managed 
to clear things up. We may not build it ourselves, Andrew, but it, why, to, to why complete, ban a, a, it, to, the obvious to complete the point. solution? Tom, what do you reckon? <laughs> it's about polling. No, no, just say to Tom. Great. To clear things up. Insightful. To COVID news now, and this week, Melbourne celebrated. Freedom Day. Freedom Day. Freedom Day. Melbourne has freedom, sort of. Of course, it was Freedom Day in Melbourne. What comes after a night of drinking and partying? Next, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. <laughs> after that, it's Texture X Day. Uh... Which means regrettable tramp stamp day is right around the corner. <laughs> I think uh, Move On Tim and Mel Day is fast approaching. <laughs> Still, though, the good news is Melbourne is back. Melbourne, we're back. Beauty salons are back. The year 11s and 12s are back. Weddings and funerals are back. Duran Duran are back. <laughs> Sort of. Um... We've reached 80% double Duran, so that is a big milestone. Victorians couldn't wait, and neither could the director of A Current Affair. Welcome to A Current Affair in less than... <laughs> Melbourne's open again and we can't wait. Vibrant city known for its... Just jumped the gun there. <laughs> Next week on A Current Affair, the director from hell. <laughs> um, what's the one thing Melburnians want to do with their newfound freedom? Finally, Melburnians have options to choose. First thing, I want to get out of Melbourne. <laughs> World's most leaveable city. Uh, he heard Duran Duran are back and he was out of there. Still, Matt Doran managed to find something to get excited about. Um, I've been chatting to some really beautiful Melburnians this morning. Abby, come over here and join me and show Australia those brows. Show us those brows. Goodness me. She is double, she is double waxed, though, so that is good news. Definitely didn't think he was going to say brows. Uh, <laughs> Still, those lovely pair of brows. <laughs> Still, though, many Melburnians just wanted a haircut. And after a 77-day wait, wild and woolly Melburnians can finally get a haircut. OK, Paul Dowsley doesn't need to worry about oh, that. That's brutal. Victorian Premier Dan Andrews got amongst it. Back on the beers, but today the man who made the phrase famous opted for a white wine with some babies. He's not like the real bubbles here. You're going to give me bubbles. Not, not the pairing I would have gone with. <laughs> Still, though, it's great that Victorians can now catch up. But a note to Seven News is Estelle Greepink and Michael Usher. Don't do it on air. G'day, Estelle. How are you doing? New South Wales. Good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad indeed. How's your day That's been? Good. Yeah, fine, really. We can't complain. That's good. Um... How about you? Yeah, we're fine. We're almost there as well now, aren't we? Things have, things have roared, yeah. roared back to life here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um... And yet that's still won the first impression, Rose. It is so bizarre. <laughs> Meanwhile, Qantas announced the restarting of international flights. And the person who's played, made such a huge contribution to us achieving that and following the national plan is the Premier of New South Wales, Don Perrottet. Right, but we'll leave uh, <laughs> we'll let you know. Well, Queensland have announced a new strategy. Well, every night until our borders reopen, we're going to bring you the COVID countdown. We'll tell you how many days to go before we let COVID in. Great. <laughs> Can you believe it's nearly COVID Eve? It's so exciting. <laughs> 
saying message in Queensland is... You need to come out tomorrow and get vaccinated so that you can have full protection before you go on schoolies. <laughs> no, the message, is, the message is no jabs, no crabs. That is the message for schoolies. Still, when it comes to vaccinations, we're way behind India, who this week hit one billion doses. And it's given experts plenty to celebrate. Joining me now is uh, Dr VK Paul from Niti Aayog, head of the COVID task force. Firstly, Dr Paul, congratulations to you and your team. You can smile today. He <laughs> chooses not to. Does that remind you of our executive producer? Uh, anyway, stick around. Plenty more still to come. Coming up, a pair of parrots. Coming up, the laundromat with a lucky dog. The curious child who made friends with the Pope. The new technology that's giving farmers a sleep Should you put your star sign on your CV? Has the Queen been overdoing Have it? Have you noticed Adelaide's mozzies seem to be getting bigger? Coming up next, John... Oh, John Alan Jones. <laughs> If you've just joined us... We're talking about wombats. Certainly are. <laughs> Certainly are. Or to use their scientific name... Rangers call them potatoes with legs. <laughs> Great update. Uh, well, it's time for everyone's favourite segment. What? Let's head... <laughs> hey, that's right. Back by popular demand. Don't applaud that. There was... There's one tweet. Uh, it's where I look at the top stories making news in New Zealand. And first, it's a story everyone's talking about. And possibly the only person... Don't look at the needle. ..to ever be vaccinated on a ride-on mower. <laughs> possibly. We're not even sure. Good to see Jim's vaccines out and about. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Dame Cindy Kido was sworn in as the new Governor-General. So, sorry, we're going from ride-on mowers to the Governor-General? <laughs> Like, all right, I'm doing it in order of importance. Um, I never thought I'd say this, but can we go back to wombats? Can we go back to wombats? Look, she got to have a chat with the Queen, but there are two things you don't want to do. First, probably don't correct the Queen. Second thing, don't call her old. Ah, there you are. I am. Your Majesty. Good evening. Good morning here. Oh, of course, it's good. it's good morning, isn't it, to you? Yes. You're taking over quite soon, aren't you? Thursday is the swearing-in. I see. Oh, so, yes. Well, it's a big, big day. It will be a big day. Something that you've gone through many times. <laughs> many <laughs> genius. Indeed I have, yes. <laughs> Indeed I have. That was less awkward than our Chloe McArdle interview, by the way. <laughs> Look, COVID has reached the South Island. We are still yet to hear if there are any locations of interest here in Blenheim. I've been there, there isn't. <laughs> you won't be allowed back home. <laughs> no, Kiwi business owners are divided. Some are even disagreeing with themselves. Nation, you can't run a fully functioning business on this sort of up, down, up, down, where are we going? It's, well, you can. <laughs> well, we are. <laughs> Why do you need five guests on Q&A? You just have that guy. Just that guy. <laughs> and that was Across the Ditch. <laughs> hey, people are loving it. <laughs> well, to the UK now and a solution to their ongoing supply issues. A radical plan was unveiled today where serving inmates will be recruited to drive trucks. It's called Man with a Ban with a Van, um, <laughs> I believe. Uh, prisoners driving trucks, although I'm not sure about the prisoner they chose. Convicts are helping with the HGV crisis. 
Behind the wheel was Dean. He's on day release from jail working in haulage. His offence was importing drugs involving a lorry. Involving a lorry. We've got experience. He was also drunk driving, so that's great. Uh, to political news now, and the ICAC inquiry into Gladys Berejiklian continues, and Alan Jones's guest makes the crucial mistake of attempting to speak. A true brew, true bill, and then, it, and then it goes before an ordinary court. And then it becomes a, a public. judge and jury. It would then become public. And, and only then. In, in, and only then. In, only then yes, when a body had established. So only then. <laughs> Has someone tried turning him off and on again? <laughs> I'd like to see him and the Queen. That'd be an amazing interview. <laughs> but meanwhile, Bob Catter wants a new highway built, and when you're not sure how to say something, always remember to sound it out. Bob Catter is still pushing for his billion-dollar bridal track highway. If you can't have dreams... <laughs> The, um, the Napland Highway is going to be a wonderful piece of road. I was watching News Breakfast this week, an alarming correction on the ABC. Thank you, Nate. I just want to clarify, our viewers may have noticed there during that news bulletin, uh, a brief image and a reference to a missile threat with a picture of a missile. Uh, there is no missile threat. Uh, it was a rogue bit of uh, vision that uh, crept into our bulletin. There are lots of verbal missiles going Novak Djokovic's way. We'll get to that later. But, uh, yes, so apologies for that, if that caused any momentary distress. <laughs> Thankfully, no, no one was watching News Breakfast, but <laughs> it, is, it is an important message. Look, that, that played during a story about a derailed train. Thankfully, everyone was OK. But this reporter seemed to have too much time to fill. Police say it's a miracle no-one was killed or seriously injured. Uh, it's a miracle someone wasn't killed or at least seriously injured. <laughs> Just, just watching that, Mel, it was a miracle no-one was killed or seriously injured. That's exactly what I was thinking. To Crime News Now with a huge update in Wagga Wagga. There's been a spate of stolen number plates across Wagga. More than five residents reported stolen plates or found evidence of an attempted theft. More than five. <laughs> so six. <laughs> it was a miracle no-one was killed or seriously injured. <laughs> Two happier news in Brisbane. Bookfest is kicking off and residents are stoked. Dirk Vanderpool travelled from Toowoomba. He's been working at Bookfest for 25 years, with one thing always drawing him back. Book. <laughs> <laughs> so just to recap, books, wombats, right on most. Have we run out of news this week? <laughs> Those are top stories everyone's talking about. <laughs> on that note, we've got to take a break. Back with the world of showbiz right after this. <laughs> Sometimes in show visit you can get weird. One of the Wiggles has hung up their skivvies. What? Alec Baldwin. Dave Chappelle. Ruby Rose. Make it stop. The bitches are back on TV. This is our perfect moment. Tonight's business has only just begun. Entertainment. Sadly, Maldrasina can't be with us tonight. But we have organised a replacement. I'm reading a book about defying gravity. It's impossible to put down. Crushed it. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll put that audition tape away. <laughs> On second thoughts, would you please welcome friend of the show, Nath Valvo. Hello, hello, Shia. Just 
Oh my gag. I was gonna that was my opener. So damn it. Thanks for coming in and filling in on such short notice. You screamed at me. It was just you just gave me a fright, Tim. You just your, your excitement is palpable. But I've been in lockdown for two years. I haven't been around people, so I'm just very excited. Go I was on. gonna say that's why we called you because we yes. knew as soon as Freedom Out Day came, mm. the only person who wouldn't have any plans would be Mr. Nate Fowler. <laughs> Thank you. You know what, you're not wrong, Tim. We were invited to uh, two barbecues on the weekend, Freedom Barbecue Weekend, and we didn't go to either because we couldn't be bothered. So <laughs> I'm staying at home by choice, by choice. And while you're at home, you've been watching some TV. I really have. I'm actually very good at it. And um, the, big, the big news, of course, is The Bachelorette returned to 10 on Wednesday night with a truly historic new series. For the first time in 20 years of Bachelor and Bachelorette history anywhere in the world, Australia's sweetheart, Brooke Fullerton, has become the world's first bisexual bachelorette. This is going to be great. <laughs> no, it's not. He'll be gone by week two. But... <laughs> just, just quickly, Mel normally edits the clips down a bit. We don't have time to play the whole episode of The Bachelorette. I'm, it was last minute. I've been editing these in my Yaris in the car park before okay, I came upstairs. Now, despite the same-sex innovation, nothing's really changed. We've still got the same group dates. Today's group date is a photo shoot. Mm, even Brooks thinking, haven't we done this for seven years? <laughs> They've still got the same absolutely psychotic single dates. I'm big on timing. Timing's been like really awkward. Oh, I love nothing more comforting uh, on a first date to have no escape. <laughs> I've, I've been on dates and that does help. Uh, <laughs> just quietly. I watched that and just thought, how did they go to the toilet? <laughs> That's at least date five. <laughs> going, now show Australia those brows. <laughs> <laughs> We've still got that awkward moment when someone we didn't even know was on the show goes home first. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you did not receive the rose. <laughs> you take the time now to please say goodbye. Maybe take the time to say hello. <laughs> Who was that? It looks like you. It looks like he just wandered onto our show. <laughs> Watching that show, that I've never seen that man in my life. Yes. I, they have, they've got a cameraman they've shifted in just for that scene. Over on Love Island, heartthrob turned philosopher, aren't we all? Mitch is grappling with the concept of choosing the one. It's like I'm in a really good boat and it's like you're jumping out of a good boat that works fine into a boat you haven't even checked the motor of. I'm a great boat. I'm like a super yacht. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, he doesn't. I don't think he does, no. Her name is, her name is Ruby Princess, so it's a lovely synergy. Uh, now, someone being evicted from the villa is always going to be so emotional, but last night the contestants, uh, they might have jumped the gun a little. Yeah, honestly, I don't even know what to say. I'm just going to get to it now. Girl, we have chosen to be dumped from the villa tonight is... I mean, maybe wait till you hear the name before you <laughs> like, cry. Well, speaking of names, Mel T's obviously a big Love Island fan. She's not here tonight. You've obviously done your research. Mm -hmm. Nate, your top three Islanders at the moment? Um, the dumb one, the hot one, <laughs> and the one that's got a criminal record. <laughs> also, the title of this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> am I passing any of these questions? Anywho, I'm like the emergency teacher. You two are playing up. 
<laughs> Sorry. While we're on Love Island, the goggle boxes, that's a real word, have been watching the show this week, and I'm not sure the Silburys are their target demographic. Oh, God, she's got no pubic hair whatsoever. She's had a, a Mexican. Is that what they call it? <laughs> no, it's not, Nana. No, it's not. It's a different type of taco. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Can, can, can you fill in for Mel? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know what she's talking about, obviously. <laughs> and there were mixed reactions to Love Island from the Dalton family. I think this is actually an unethical show. How's it unethical? Well, it's just one getting with another, get with another, get with another, get no one another. It's a journey of love. It's a process. It's called an orgy, is what it's called. They don't have orgies, Dad. Do you know what an orgy is? <laughs> no. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever had that classic birds and the bees and orgies tap? <laughs> the Real Housewives of Melbourne dropped another episode. Jackie went for a scan and found out that she's pregnant with twins. Oh, my God, it's great news. I don't think she should have taken Ben along with her. There it is. Oh, goodness. That. You can make an EDM track out of that. <laughs> Bit of a doof doof track, 100%. 143 beats per minute. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's good. That's perfect, Doof Doof. <laughs> Leave him in the car next time, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing to the miracle of the creation of an EDM track. So, <laughs> so beautiful. Uh, my new favourite housewife, sorry, Gamble, is Angela Lee. Uh, if you remember, she used to be a reporter on CNN. Uh, that's how they all start, I've heard. And she's turned into a serial name dropper. And fair enough, listen to who she's spoken to. With... Presidents, Prime Ministers, leaders of international terrorist organisations. Cool. I would have stopped at Presidents. Yes. <laughs> uh, even when talking about school, Angelie manages to drop some names. I did Handel's Messiah with my school and a bunch of others at the Albert Hall in London. It was uh, a concert that we put on for the Queen of England. Oh, of England! <laughs> in London. Thanks for clearing that up. She had just had a Mexican, I believe. <laughs> I hope someone's just tuned in and don't understand the reference. <laughs> Mum, don't Google it, please. Uh, let's talk the block. My two favourite twins, of course, after the Olsons, Luke and Josh, uh, continue to delight with their uncanny ability to be the same person. But yeah, we're uh, a bit concerned. A bit concerned. It'll go inwards. It'll go in. He's being a kiki. That's our goal. That is the goal. That's our goal. We don't quit. No. They don't quit. I swear they're robots. I, I reckon you guys could gonna, do it. I was right going to say, that's how viewers feel watching us now. <laughs> I'm going nowhere near a construction site. Anywho, uh, sadly for the boys, they've been caught up in another scandal. In case you missed Nine's subtle promo The most brutal Sunday roasting in block history. Wow. Oh. Wow. Now, it turns out uh, on the way to inspect Luke and Josh's bedroom, the judges had to walk through a living room that was, wait for it, a bit messy. Oh, what the? What? There's two words for this. And those words are overacting. <laughs> I was just shocked. I just, that, that wasn't even the room that they were judging? They were just, no, they just passing walking through. through? What room were they judging? Um, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention. Pay attention to my clips. The outrage didn't stop there. Where is the bloody respect? But what, what the hell is the mattress doing here anyway? It's a pigsty. There's a mattress there because they work in the arts. Ever thought of that? <laughs> <laughs> We've had a tough two years. 
so we've had the cheating scandal, we've had Mattress Gate now, and uh, and you wonder what the block producers have in mind next. Ass blowing challenge. <laughs> what? I, I I think I heard right, and I think I could win that one. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, would you please thank Nate Belmont? Standing by. But to the top story tonight. 21 sets of traffic lights gone. <laughs> How did we not get to this earlier? <laughs> Look, to international news now. This week, President Biden didn't realise he wasn't standing at a podium. About that, with, just in terms of inflation, because <laughs> you had told uh, us at the town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near-term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talks as like 67 uh, financial expert. Trouble is, his walker just had rolled off. Crossing <laughs> at nothing. Now it's time to talk money matters what? in my brand new segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is going on? Huge. You're like, you're like um, Biden, well, you're clutching at nothing. What is this? <laughs> What's Mel's markets? Uh, an excuse to get another sting. Uh, uh, right now, it's all about cryptocurrency. What we have seen in the last few years, as while the price is up, going up and down, it's continually getting higher and higher. And while Bitcoin has, Bitcoin has become... <laughs> The market is fertile. Uh, <laughs> and, and that was... What? <laughs> what are you doing? The people are loving it. I'm just, I just looked, at the, just looked at the Twitter now. People are frothing for Mel's market. I'd so. like to see Channel 10's share price right about now because that will have plummeted. Well, clearly we need some reinforcements, so it's time to bring out our special guest. Scored 13 goals against American Samoa. Why is that not going in? Is that going all right? Still yeah. battling with that one. If I could marry a chicken, I would. <laughs> Please welcome soccer superstar turned celebrity chef Archie Thompson. Yeah. Thank you. Archie, thank you so much for coming on. What yeah. does it feel like to come on right after Mel's market? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, I'd, I'd, I'd laugh at just about anything, but uh, <laughs> I honestly don't know how it's going to probably go at home, but it was OK for me. She laughs at anything. Yeah. Yeah. So he's already a fan. It's amazing. <laughs> We've got one fan of Mel's market so Beautiful. far. Well, you're killing it in the Celebrity MasterChef kitchen. We know you as a soccer superstar, but we didn't know you could cook. Where uh, well, did that all come from? Well, to be fair, I just wanted to be on reality TV, and when the opportunity... <laughs> When the opportunity was to, to go on the show, I was like, oh, man, I need to sort of call some reinforcements. So I got called George. George um, Camabaras? Yes, of I don't know. I just need to know a little bit about how to cook because I don't know how to cook. But um, <laughs> I tell you what, the chefs were great, the contestants were great and the feedback that what we're getting is that everyone's loving it. And uh, when I'm watching the show, because I hadn't seen, you know, it's obviously out there now, and I just thought, man, my dishes are going to look so shit. And <laughs> they actually are... Uh, I'm blown away. Like, uh, the editing skills of <laughs> whoever is in that TV room is amazing. Well, one dish in particular, Archie, caught our attention. It's a dish that has been in your family for generations. I think it's your famous beef wellington. This is the dish you're famous for. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, why this? Because I love pastry and I love... Beef and, and there's something about beef Wellington. When, when you, did when the you first serve version it. of this come out to your family? Like, when did you cook um, this for the first time? Probably last week. <laughs> <laughs> what is going 
going on there? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm such a terrible liar. <laughs> Yeah, and, and probably mum's at home going, man, I've never cooked beef for anything yeah. in my life. In, but... fairness, in fairness, that beef just wanted to be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love your panic and lying of, I just love beef and I love pastry. <laughs> I just can't lie. I'm um, terrible. I'm terrible. Well, you did actually receive some high praise from the judges on Sunday night. The potatoes, perfectly peeled. How low is the bar for <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you actually saw my skills before I went into the show, you would actually go, okay, he's actually improved. He's actually can peel a potato. But that, <laughs> that was so funny. I know that I had to just do that one job and I felt yeah. like I, I just nailed it. Yeah. And when I got the uh, was, re rewards from the judges, I was, I was happy. It's hard to believe because you went into the show saying peeling potatoes has been in my family for generations. <laughs> 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 yeah. well, what's the most amazing thing you learnt in the MasterChef kitchen? Um, yeah, a lot of things. Uh, um, I just, I think with uh, the flavours of things, like learning how if you if you cook this a little bit more, that brings out that. And um, okay, I'm okay I'm not, <laughs> as you can see, I'm lying again. <laughs> I have not learned anything, and I, I, I swear. Shit, I know. I should have wrote it down. I love, and... I love that Channel 10 has announced what I lie to you this week. I'd love to see you oh, on yeah. that show. I'm hosting it. I'm hosting it. <laughs> um, of course, you're a soccer legend. Um, what not did you not make... just a trained chef, but a, a soccer legend. Yeah. What did you make of, of the Matildas win over Brazil? Uh, yeah, amazing. Um, look, they're, they're incredible. It was just great to see sort of some live football back in Australia, and especially with the girls and um, with the World Cup just around the corner. It's going to be in Australia and New Zealand, New Zealand and um, we're all excited. And, and um, we're excited, Archie, because you're joining the Channel 10 yes. family, not just on MasterChef, but you're joining the commentary team for the upcoming season of the a yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm really excited. You're yeah. looking forward to being part of the 10 family? Yeah, yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. Yeah. Are you vaccinated? I <laughs> <laughs> just have to ask. Uh, yeah. He didn't answer because he's yeah. bad at lying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, in commentary, you'll be interviewing players, which we knew for you because you're used to being interviewed as the player. Do you remember this interview after a match? Archie, do you know that the Pope died at the same moment you uh, did the hands? Thanks, Pope. I shouldn't say that. It's, not, um, it's kind of sad. You know? but, yeah, maybe he was trying to lift me a little bit. Maybe I was slowing down a bit and he thought he needs a warning or something. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, look, when I dig a hole, I dig... Um, that was, was less embarrassing than your beef wellington, though. <laughs> of course, when you burn your beef wellington, that's how they know there's going to be a new pope. Oh, <laughs> but we are in the company of football royalty. We've had a lot of fun, but you do hold the record for the most goals in an international game, 13 goals. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Uh, yeah, 13 goals. It's against American Samoa. So they actually did a documentary, uh, which is called Next Goal Wins, about that particular game because American Samoa, after that match, was ranked the worst uh, football um, country in the world. And so they, they did a documentary. It's so funny. And I actually heard on the grapevine somewhere um, that they were going to do a movie of a that movie? particular game. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you got excited because you've always wanted to be in movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who, I think who, I, who would play you in a movie? Um, I was going maybe Kevin Hart. Um, okay. <laughs> maybe because of the, you know, the height and the likes of, likes to laugh and, yeah. And the lying. <laughs> well, Archie, amazingly, we do have some footage from that famous win, Australia's 31-0 win over Amer American Samoa. Here's Archie Thompson again. 
scoring goal number 30 and his 13th. Not every day you can say that. It's a cruel game football. 13 goal Archie Thompson was dropped for Australia's next match. <laughs> next game? What do you mean? What's been I still to this day don't know. Like it's, <laughs> it's probably been 20 years and I'm, I'm still it baffled. Might have been the fact you also killed four popes that day. <laughs> that probably was it. We yeah. can catch Archie on Celebrity MasterChef Sunday and Monday nights right here on 10 and throughout the upcoming A-League season. Would you please thank Archie Thompson! Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was available this week. Straight from the track, it's our very young Titus O'Reilly. It was alarming how available I was. Not even COVID wants me. It's the worst. Are you concerned to be here on the night we're replacing our regulars? <laughs> well, it's it's going to happen. We all know that. It's just we're just eking out each week now. To get out of business, because we're a serious show, the Cox Plate, as you know, was on this week, and it was won by State of Rest. But my favourite bit was there was a protest over the result, and the media, because of COVID, couldn't go into the actual stewards' room. So this is what they did. Let's go to Richo. Oh, he's peering through the window like some kind of creep. Have you got a result? <laughs> How creepy is this? This is the year 2021. <laughs> we're waiting underneath. So stewards are about to break the news to the jockeys. Men in hats peering through windows. I've never felt so seen. My people are being represented on TV, finally. Nice of you to come dressed as a steward as well, by the way. I know, it fits in so well. Uh, The Matildas have defeated Brazil 3-1. Things got off to a bit of a rough start for a Brazilian goalkeeper, Letitia Isidoro. And that's why she's gone down so heavy, so hopefully she ends up... Oh, yeah, that's a sore one. Yes, slightly. Are we sure that wasn't Mel Trusina? (laughs) (laughs) Now, she was basically concussed. That was 10 minutes in, but she kept playing and was probably shouldn't have, but was fine and toughed it out. We've been concussed since seg two. Yeah, Yeah, I know, I know. But the amazing thing is, it reminded me, because I found something this week of how women's sport used to be portrayed to how it is now. So that's pretty tough. Most men will be watching that going, I couldn't go through that. There was a Senate inquiry, this is in the 20s into, and I know you love a Senate inquiry from the 20s. <laughs> you, I, I you, know, the, you know the red light means we're on. Right, right. <laughs> no, but I just love this. This is how far it's come. So they government looked into it and found out what sports were safe for women to play. They found out that sports, tennis, netball, lacrosse, golf, hockey and football were all potentially lethal to women. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then they said these were safe, uh, the only safe sports for women. This is like a government report. Swimming, rowing, cycling and horseback riding, but only if not done in an overly competitive manner. <laughs> it's insane. So, that's, that, so we've gone from that to this. So um, progress. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that, was a, that was a Senate report from the 20s? The 20s, yeah. So and I've got most, a, if most... you're, I'll be bringing in a Senate report every week. <laughs> Uh, 30s next week. The Matildas, uh, though, were pretty impressive lot. Beating Brazil is amazing. But here's Ellie Carpenter being interviewed in France. How was the match in Sweden for an Australian? Oui, pas bien ici. Là, c'est c'est froid ici. C'est pas normal pour moi. That's that's not French. She's actually concussed. Just random gibberish. That is French. She's apologising for the submarines. <laughs> 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 Uh, nothing impresses people more than speaking in their own language, I think, to make the effort. So Daniel Ricciardo did this while in Texas. I think we can be a hell of a force because, well, 2019, uh, 
those papaya cars gave me a real headache in the race. Uh, I saw both of them in my mirrors for a lot of the time, and I do believe their car is a step or two steps better than it was 24 months ago. So I'm now in that papaya car, the McLaren as we know it, and uh, I feel joy in my heart to be able to drive it at force around the Coda circuit. I'm intrigued to see if you can keep this up for the whole interview, so let's see how long we can go. Boy, I'm going to give it my best shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have that. That's a great impression. Then you have the only language sports stars all need to use, and that's nicknames. And here's Warney showing us how it's done. Way over there in the UK, Shane Warne. Warney, uh, great to have you with us at the moment, mate. Uh, we're just talking about Glenn Maxwell. Where do you see him batting in this lineup? Yeah, good day, guys. Go BJ Junior Skull. <laughs> so, Bracey, Tom. I was going to say, it sounds like the worst legal firm. <laughs> uh, the T20 World Cup is on. Pakistan defeated India. This is huge. And uh, they were pretty happy on Pakistani TV. I, I recognise that beat. I think it's a baby's heartbeat. <laughs> I didn't realise we'd sold the rights <laughs> to the cheap suits. That is amazing. Well, that went on for a, that went on for a full hour. Uh, well, to soccer and check out this penalty kick. It's like when you slip at a pub and then pretend you kind of meant it. Uh, Well, Halloween's coming up, as we know, this weekend. And here's college football coach Mike Leach, who was being interviewed after the game. We talked about on the broadcast how you hate candy corn. What's your favourite Halloween Candy corn. I mean, I completely hate candy corn. Uh, Gummy bears for sure. They used to have the the, uh, sprees in a box. Outstanding. You have to go to the dollar store to find it, but I do. There's still candy innovation, although... A while back, I found that Europe had better candy than we did overall. You know, they have those nerds clusters, which is new. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> That's the edited version. Yeah. It went for about ten minutes. Full, full credit to Snickers Pods. <laughs> the Denver diabetics are in good hands. Would you please thank Mr. Titus Now, next week on the show... Speaking of prized items, find out why Janet's badger had a very close shave. (laughs) She did have a Mexican, I believe. Uh, That is, of course, Loose Women, one of our favourites. And this week, things got real loose. This is it. It's one million pounds right here in this trolley. It came straight from the ITV bank account this morning. How the fuck do I look at it? Apologies. (laughs) That is incredible. A big thank you to viewer Neil Wallace, who sent in that clip. If you ever see anything you think should be on the show, you can get in touch on our socials below, which leads us perfectly into our favourite segment. Viewer feedback. Yeah. Not as much of an applause as Mel's market's got. (laughs) We've got a lot of feedback about that. Not all positive. Uh, Someone did, however, reach out during the week with a very special creation. 
That it's is a Cheap Seats Lego set. I love that. That is beautiful. <laughs> so they have more emotion than you, Tim. So that's amazing. <laughs> and more facial hair too, by the way. <laughs> well, one segment, Mel, that's been lining up the socials all season. What's on? What's on in the warehouse? Yes. Where we look at what's on chemist warehouses, what's on in the warehouse. What's on, what's on in the warehouse is so important for our mental and physical well-being. You're so right, Mel. <laughs> look, we love Brody Young, one of the presenters on this show. We know he watches us, Mel, and it feels like he's just throwing material into our laps. Because we all know that diarrhoea can strike at any time. Oh, yeah, it certainly can. <laughs> it certainly can. It certainly has. <laughs> <laughs> look, we love Brody but it feels like he's jumping a little too far ahead here. Children's Panadol offers a wide range of products suitable for children from as young as one month to 12 years of age. So let's say we have a baby. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> totally irrelevant to the whole segment. He's just throwing I mean, that out If there. you can get past the frequent diarrhoea, he is a great catch. <laughs> now let's take a quick look around the regions with a big story out of Townsville. Two Townsville seniors have been recognised by council for their outstanding contributions to the city. Pamela Redfern has been a volunteer with the RSPCA for more than 18 years and in that time has fostered more than four animals. Wow. More than four animals. Outstanding. I'm going to do this next time as Rob Bruff. OK. Rob Bruff also taught us the art of <laughs> pausing at the wrong part of the sentence. And our mayor gets his groove on with a New Zealand dancing company. <laughs> new Zealand, Zealand dancing, dancing company. company. Just finally, a clip from Bargain Hunt in the UK where this woman leads a rather intense life. And Julia, what do you do for a living? I'm a psychiatric nurse in the community. One day a week I work on behalf of the local authority um, have to assess people under the Mental Health Act. Mm -hmm. So that takes up a lot of my time. Mm, a lot of time and quite emotionally draining, I would imagine. Yes, it so is. So how do you unwind from all that? I act in murder weekends. Just <laughs> kick back to act in murder weekends. <laughs> what a relaxing she's, way to spend your time. She's killed more than four bodies, <laughs> so that is incredible. <laughs> That's all we've got time for. We'll see you next week. Right? <laughs> <laughs>